Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Table Talk with your girl, Kimmy. Hey guys, it's Kimmy and welcome to Real Table Talk. This is a place where we're going to have some interesting discussions. It's centered around women. Real Table Talk. Real Talk. Where you feel comfortable, where you can share your views, express yourself, and we just come together as a family. So stay tuned, guys, because the Real Table Talk is exactly where it is. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Real Table Talk. I am Kimmy. And I am Dawn. And this is Life After Series. So now today, we're going to be talking about coping with the loss of your loved one. Wow, this is a deep one because, you know, we're in 2020 and, you know, everybody had plans for 2020. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But 2020 had different plans for us. Along came COVID and it took away a lot of our loved ones. You know, not just happening in one country, but globally. The numbers that came in, the toll in terms of so many persons, we have lost them to COVID. And then there are other things that we've lost them to. You know, some a lot of persons died this year with cancer, other sicknesses and illnesses and stuff. But we now have to cope with that because we're still here. (laughs) So we're still going through that, you know, how do you really cope with the death of a loved one? Uh, Do you have any advice that you would share with them, Don? Well, Kimmy, um, as you said, this is a really deep topic. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much you can talk about, you know, after losing a loved one. I haven't lost anyone to COVID, but Mm-hmm. I can only relate in terms of my dad um, yeah. when he had passed away and knowing that he was ill mm-hmm. and having to deal with that because he was in the hospital for a while. He had cancer mm-hmm. and I think I was in denial, yeah. first of all, because I didn't think he was going to die. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I knew he was ill and mm-hmm. I was just like, this is my dad. He's just come back from anything. You know, yeah, he's never yeah. sick. So this is just something he's going to bounce back from. And after his first bout of chemo, he actually came back and he was good. I mean, my dad used to like going to like, um, what do you call it? Where those older people go and dance, you know. I know know, know what you mean. (laughs) Right. So he went back to life as normal. So I was like, okay, he's good. Mm -hmm. But then when he relapsed, when the, the cancer came back again, it came back more aggressive. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, he's going to bounce back again. Mm -hmm. This is my dad, you know, and it didn't happen that way. So for me, during the period of time, you know, when he was hospitalized, I would go back and forth with him. Mm -hmm. It just got to a point where, where I was on autopilot. Wow. So, you know, you just did what needed to be done. You needed mm-hmm. to be fed, you know, at a point he, he had to wear pampers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But as you watch this person that you knew kind of dwindle away, it was difficult. But again, I still thought he was going to come back. Yes. But I will tell you, I got the call that my dad had passed. It was my anniversary, actually, oh, wow. my wedding anniversary. Oh, and, wow. you know, my husband and I and the kids, we were just mm-hmm. having a little staycation. Mm-hmm. And we got the call from the hospital that he had passed. And the feeling, first of all, of guilt, because that was the one day I didn't go see him. Yeah. And I was like, the one day I just needed a rest because I was so tired from mm-hmm. back and forth, the hospital visit. I was just exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And then telling myself, the one day I didn't visit him, mm-hmm. he passed away. So there were feelings of guilt. Yeah. 
um, that I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. The fact then, even when it came up to burial and stuff like that, I, I took on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I buried him. Mm-hmm. And all along, I didn't even realize because I was battling with my health. Yeah. So I buried my dad one day, the mm-hmm. Thursday, and the Friday morning, I had to check into the hospital to have a surgery. Oh, wow. So I really didn't have time to process mm-hmm. anything until after. And oh, wow. it was just, I don't think I, I even knew how to grieve. Yeah. I didn't have the chance to grieve at first. Yeah, because um, how, how could you really prepare for something like that? And even though you may see it coming, you could still never be as prepared as you really never, could or should be. Never. You can never be. It's hard mm-hmm. dealing with somebody that you know they're always there mm-hmm. and then one day they're not. Yes. You know, and then you start to have the feelings of, I should have. You know, mm-hmm. I should have been there more. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I should have said there were things that I never got to say. Yes, yes, so yes. there are all of these emotions that you're trying to deal with mm-hmm. after this person has gone. It can throw you into bouts of depression. I remember for my children in particular, um, my older son, he never cried. And at that, I think he was about 12 then. Mm-hmm. And he was the person because he was so sensitive and he loved his granddad. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would break down. And he never cried. He didn't cry at the funeral or anything. And a couple of years after, Mm -hmm. we had a conversation. And he wept, oh my gosh, so bitterly. Up to this day, he still puts up um, pictures of his granddad. But he grieved differently. Mm -hmm. So whereas my sister, she cried at the funeral. Me, I I didn't cry there. I cried when when the, um, the casket went down. Right, right. At that point, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but I mean, mm-hmm. I handled everything. And at that point, then it was like, well, oh, I mean, I wailed, I bawled. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to jump in the thing. I was like, afterwards, I was like, my God, no, this is what wow. you see other people doing. But yeah, yeah, I think it hit me then. Yeah, because it, it became a reality. Yeah, it, like, it hit this, me then. This is real. This is over. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to see him again after this point. So that mm-hmm. was very traumatic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's so interesting that you share that because I can actually uh, attest to a time uh, recent this year, actually. It hasn't even been a month yet, I believe. It's not really a month yet where my uh, mom's boyfriend actually passed uh, from cancer. Wow. And just like you said, he bounced back. He was doing well. We thought he was, you know, he was good. He was great. You know, therapy, everything. Our last time together was, and that's when I came up with this idea, you know, we should do something as a family. But I didn't know what was happening. I was just thinking, we really need to do something as a family. So we were supposed to have somewhat of a picnic, (laughs) but with my family, so dysfunctional. But (laughs) we never really got there on the time. But nonetheless, we were still able to go out, sit as a family, eat and, you know, and talk and stuff and embrace each other. And then uh, a week or two weeks after that, then he passed away. First, he had a fall and we thought, okay, he had a fall, but let's see what we can do. We went back, got him to see the doctor, find out what was happening. The doctor, Mm -hmm. I guess they knew what was happening, but I think they were having a challenge of explaining that to my mom because uh, just like you, she could tell that, you know, it's possible he could go, but with so much faith and she's praying for him and everything, she's thinking he's going to be fine. He's going to bounce back. So the doctor was saying it doesn't look good, but she said, you know, I don't receive what the doctor is yes, saying. You know, yes. like only one report <laughs> I receive is God. You know, so she she didn't really she didn't really want to take that in. And we were all praying for him and stuff. And then the the weekend before he died, he had asked to see both me and my sister. But I was in such a rush. I was like, you know, tell him I'll call him. Oh dear. 
So I'll call him because I really wanted to get back home. Church was the next day and I wanted to prepare because I know for church, you know, I want to get out early. All this stuff I'm thinking, but I, I, I forgot he was sick because, yes, I knew he was sick. But in my mind, I'm thinking he's going to be fine. He's going to be OK. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't I didn't go see him. You know, just my mom to tell him that we say hi, you know, I'll come see him another time and rushed off to get myself uh, situated. And then the Monday, he actually took ill and had took sick again because he, he started feeling it. I think his stomach, he was getting some pains in his stomach. So they had to rush him off to the hospital. He didn't want to go at first, but eventually he did. And they got him to the hospital. But then when he got there, he just kept complaining about these pains that he was having. And it seemed wow. as though it just kept escalating over and over again. So I remembered the Monday morning now, getting ready for work. I heard my mom on the phone. She just bust out in tears. Oh, dear. Like, What's happening? I thought it was my grandmother because I knew as well she's also ill. So I wanted to see, you know, what was happening. So then when I, my sister said, come have a seat. So have a seat. So anytime somebody say have a seat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what's coming. Move. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'll have a seat. So then after then she told me that he passed away that morning. I was like, what? I was in disbelief. So I didn't cry. I didn't cry or anything. I just sat there like, you got to be kidding. But then wow. when she explained, you know, she'd been there with him, she actually saw him take his last breath. Wow. And that eat her life because she, there was nothing she could do. And she kept saying, he just kept asking me for water. He just kept asking me for water. And I gave him water, but then he wasn't really drinking the water. And he kept saying, turn me on the side, turn me this way. So she was kept repeating all mm -hmm. the stuff that she would have seen him. And she was like, the last breath he took with his mouth open. So he kept saying, I can't breathe properly. But then eventually they found out that uh, the cancer actually started to eat with his pelvis and then it started to eat with his spinal cord wow. it really did a number on him and then they had a blood clot and then at that point there was nothing more they could do they pulled him into the room tried to revive him but nothing happened and that's pretty much where he was but then knowing covid to get the funeral happening that is also a challenge because oh wow yeah his daughter his only child is overseas and of course she doesn't want to have a funeral for her dad and not be there so they have made the decision not to do that and to have a cremation. So then you had to deal with that process still going through the cremation and stuff. And I never knew cremation took just less than five minutes. Living like really? Two. Yes. So just about a week ago, they had a cremation and my mom went and she was a total wreck. I didn't know what to say, what to do. So I was just there for her. I didn't go inside because they only allowed, um, I think about four persons to come in because of COVID restrictions. Okay. Only four persons could go. She told me they brought him in a box. It was not like the actual um, coffin. It was just like a, a cardboard box, but like a wooden um, mm -hmm. thing box. And they just put him on it, put him in the fire in less than two minutes. He was oh, done. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So when she repeated that to me, I could feel the pain in her voice and everything of having to deal with that so then the question was you know how do you really help someone who's going through that i mean all you can really do is pray and hope that you know they get the strength just let them know that you are there for them and go through that process yeah, but just yeah. about a week or so afterwards is when it really hit me that he was he was really dead and he yeah. was not going to be uh coming back and, and then that was the point when i shed a tear but before everyone else around me was crying but I was just there like, okay, you know, we'll get through this. Death is a way of life, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be strong for everyone, but not recognizing that, you know, I was also affected. So I think for those persons who may be going through something like this, my advice to them would be take time to go through the loss and it's okay to talk about it. 
because sometimes we feel like if we talk about it so much is that you know we don't want to burden someone with it and stuff but it's good to talk about it you just have to be you don't have to find that one person that you know you can really talk to and you don't necessarily need someone to respond you just just want to listen to ear correct yeah just to talk about it because i had to be that listening ear from my mom because she'd talk about it she'll talk about it and she'll post the picture to this day she's still talking about it i don't know where she'll stop (laughs) but my question now that you're saying that a question Mm -hmm. just came to me because we are people of faith yes and i'm wondering how did it affect your faith how did it affect your mom's faith for me i had a sense that when he had the fall and he went to the hospital i tried praying for him but for some strange reason I couldn't really pray hmm. and, and that felt funny because I know usually when you know I'm praying for someone so, but I felt I really felt in my spirit that he was going to go funny okay. enough you said that I had a dream <laughs> again so I usually will get dreams from time to time and I had this dream and I remember in the dream I saw my cousin who had actually died earlier this year and she was sitting in the veranda with my mom they were talking about loss so she was saying you know it's not easy when you lose a loved one wow and i was in the house and i was getting ready to go to church <laughs> so i got ready to go to church and i heard them over having this conversation and i'm thinking why are they they're talking but the person who i thought they were talking about in my dream was my sister who's still alive thank god but in the dream i, th- I thought it was her so when I got up from the dream, I just, you know, we rebuked the name of the devil. And, you know, yeah. you all the stuff <laughs> yes. you start seeing. Because, yes. you know, it's just a dream. I probably sleep full or tired, something. I didn't really, you know, feed into that. So I didn't even mention it to her or anyone because I didn't really quite sure what it was. But when he passed is when he understood the dream. Yeah. So she was pretty much in the dream, pretty much telling me that, you know, his time had come and that he was going to pass. But I didn't really want to ready even looking to it and stuff but it was crazy looking back at it and then of course that brought the guilt saying you know only if i had yeah only i had yes. like this and yes and that kind of stuff but it can definitely shake your faith if you're not strong enough but because I, I trust god so much i know that anything that he does he does with a purpose and he, there's always a plan and anything that he does he he does well so my words to her were you know of course we don't want him to leave but no he's out of pain He's no yes. longer in pain. He's no longer, you know, feeling like a burden to anyone yes. because that was something he was very worried about because he didn't have any family here. The only body to really help him was my mom and she took on the role of a wife, even though they never got to the stage to get married. Okay. So wow. he was really concerned about that. In his last days, he kept telling her, is this too much for you? I'm so sorry that I have to put you through oh, this because she had to deal with the pampers and cleaning him and feeding him and you know help because he couldn't walk anymore at that point so she had all of that stuff so i know that was a lot on her so i just pretty much will say that to her and then eventually she came back she's getting a bit stronger as time goes by because it's still fresh Uh, of course when she Mm -hmm. remembers him then you know she has a moment but then she comes back and she's getting stronger and stronger as time goes on yeah but staying close to god in my opinion really helps you to really go through the loss and and really accept that you know god does have a plan for our life and sometimes it's not what we want it's what he has for us and if we can accept that it makes it a lot easier for you to really deal with it it's true that's very true that's very true really really yeah to really really deal with it 
You know, one thing that helped me put mine in perspective as well, mm-hmm. a friend of mine said to me, because again, as I said, I had carried the guilt for a very long time of mm-hmm. not being there that particular day my dad passed. Yeah. And a great friend of mine, which is always good to have a great support system definitely, as well. Definitely. She said to me, she said, Don, what if he was just waiting for you not to come? Maybe oh, he wow. wanted to go, but you were always there. And wow. he didn't want to you to see him like that. Wow. Because when I got there, Kamisha, and I saw him, he had already passed. So we got to see him in that state. Wow. And I was like, but why? The one day I didn't go. Like, yeah, why yeah. did you choose today? Yeah. It's my anniversary. No, you don't get to die today. Yeah, yeah. And um, she said that to me. And that really put things in perspective. She was like, but no, you never thought about it that way. Maybe wow. he didn't want you to see him die. Yeah. So that's another thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it brings any consolation to any of the audience that might Mm -hmm. be listening. But as you said, there's always a divine plan in place and we don't always understand. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, Don, I really enjoyed this segment. It was a deep one. It took a lot to talk about, but we really wanted to share with you, you know, some insight. Maybe it can help you if you're going through a loss right now. Maybe something we said could really strengthen you and give you something to hold on to. We really want to thank you guys for tuning in today and please stay tuned for our next series as we're going to be continuing this segment. I think our series is going to be about 10 episodes. We're going to have about 10 episodes on life after. So you really want to tune in so that you can gain as much as you can. And Dawn, it was definitely a pleasure having you on this one. So guys, remember, this is Real Table Talk.